0: Dear Brothers and Sisters Welcome to another episode of the podcast for the book I Need Answers I hope you guys are following along And uh, we've recently started uh, this podcast in order to get through, I think, one of the best books in the world. I do. I do. Uh, For the book, I Need Answers. If you haven't gotten your book, please do so. Because you're going to get a lot out of the podcast by first reading it and then listening along and and, and seeing different things. Now, if you've been listening along, you know what time it is. It's only appropriate that we pray... And we ask God to bless this episode. Again, let's gather our thoughts and our minds. If you're on your way to work or you're on the road, please focus on the road. But let us gather our thoughts as we remind ourselves we're standing before the magnificent, the King, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. holy, holy, holy is your name, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for giving us this hour. Thank you for allowing us to call upon your name. Thank you for giving us this time to learn about your glory. As we ask you that you bless this episode and you allow us to learn something about our faith through this episode. We ask that you bless all the people listening to this podcast. Bless their day. Bless their family and all of their loved ones. God, I ask you to give me the ability to speak. Use me as a vessel, God, and accept my services that I offer up unto you through the intercessions of the Most Holy Theotokos and all of the saints. Blessed are you unto ages and ages, forever and ever. Amen. Do I have to go to church? I'm not simply asking that question. That is the chapter which we are talking about today in the book, I Need Answers. Do I have to go to church? This is perhaps one of the most commonly asked questions that I get throughout the country. And I get this question more often than not, especially in recent times, because of this tradition, shall we call it, this type of uh what what we see in popular media of of you know uh this mindset ideology that tells you hey man like jesus is all you need and that's it and then so you know there's this idea of like you know the church is corrupt organized religion is Evil and Jesus never wanted that and, and this that and the third and stay away from these corrupt people and but Jesus is loving Jesus is amazing if you guys remember a few years ago there was this uh, young man who made uh, like this YouTube video titled why I hate religion but love Jesus and it went viral I think like Reached several millions in just a few days and everybody was like yeah like religion sucks boo-hoo religion yay jesus and it's like statements like this that when you hear it it sounds right and it's so popular and it's like you hear it in the media, and it just sounds so politically correct to say, you know, but that, oh, those people at church, those folks, but Jesus, Jesus is just perfect, and that's all you need. But the irony of these statements is number one, they themselves are not true. The same guy who went on YouTube and got several million views teaching about why he hates religion but loves Jesus. Went on several weeks later to give a sermon at a church about that very same spoken word. Hmm. Interesting. So here is a guy who's saying that he hates religion and everything that comes along with it, ergo organized religion, ergo organized churches, ergo everything that comes along with it, but yet he's standing in, in, in church hoping that people come to listen to what he has to say about the same topic that he's teaching against. I think there's a huge irony there. And this whole thing of like the establishment is wrong and those folks at the church is wrong, I think really shows a fundamental misunderstanding of what the church is. And this this new phenomenon, this new wave of generation that's coming and really questioning certain things that are biblical. It's not just a mindset of like a group of people who come up with this. These things are, the foundations are found in the Bible. And I think if, if, if you guys have read the chapter, I, I start up with this, this definition of what the church is, because I think the English word doesn't do it justice. And then I go on to explain church in Amharic, or G is rather, is Beta Christian. Beta Christian. And it comes from the root word bet, which means house, and Christian, which you can guess is Christians. So if you literally translate those two words together, you get the house of Christians. So the church, in an essence, is your home. It's our home as Christians. We need to understand that we have a home, and that place is called the church. So to ask. Do I need to go to church is essentially asking, do I need to go home? Clearly, we know the answer to that question, but that's not the only problem. I'm going to go one step further and say you cannot have a relationship with Jesus without the church. Yes, I said it, and I will say it it again. We cannot have a relationship, a good relationship. You can have a relationship, but you cannot have a good foundation, healthy relationship with Jesus without the church. And today, that's what I want to talk about. I understand how much of a bold statement that is, but I want to clarify that that the church is is definitely biblical and christ Uh, Hopefully, what we're going to be talking about today is how much Christ wanted us to go to church. And I'll give essentially five reasons for why I make this bold statement about the church. Why I think the church is so much important for our spiritual life. Number one, the idea of a place to worship God emerged from God himself. I'll repeat that the idea of a place of worship, or rather a place to worship God, emerged from God himself. This is important. This is very important because God is cognizant of the fact that you can stay at home. You can pray in a chapter. I talk about the fact that God wants you to go home and pray by yourself in, in your room. He wants that for you. He wants you to stay in your room and read the Bible. But God also wants you to go to a particular place to worship. And even the idea in itself of going to a particular place to worship emerged from god himself and we find this in one of the, i mean the entire bible is important every chapter is important but uh, you know if we if we if we have to dissect it exodus chapter 20 is a very very critical chapter because that's when a covenant an agreement is made between god and man this is where we get the 10 commandments and god is saying hey this is the agreement You guys follow the commandments and I will do this. And then he goes on to say after the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20 verse 24. And just to give you guys the background, this is right after uh, God rescues Moses and the Israelites from the Egyptians. This is when he rescued them after the 10 plagues. And they go. He takes Moses up into Mount Sinai and he opens up the heavens and then he shows him how the heavenly sanctuary looks like in heaven and he tells him to build him an earthly sanctuary in the shadow of the heavenly sanctuary i've got to stop here and just to say how lucky was Moses? Every time, and I talk about this a lot, when you read the Bible, don't read it as just a historical book. Try to submerge yourself in the book and and, and try to imagine what it would feel like to be right next to Moses. And I always think, like, how lucky is Moses to stand up and look up at the heavens and see the heavens open up and see God being worshipped by the angels, by Kirubel and Surafel all around him saying holy 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 how amazing is that and then I remind myself well that's what liturgy is one of the discussion questions that I bring up is what do you like best about going to the Ethiopian Orthodox water Church and I've got to say for me It's the liturgy when you couple it with what we believe. Again, it's a matter of faith. You could believe it or not. But we believe that in liturgy, we are transported back to the time where Jesus was born. He resurrected. He died on the cross and he ascended. We believe that we are witnessing the life of Christ as if it's happening in real time. We are there and partaking in this great mystery, not only that, we are also there next to Moses witnessing the heavenly worship, like, how amazing is that, and that is the field that liturgy brings as we worship, and I always think about, like, how lucky is Moses, and then I say, wait a minute, like, so are we to be able to worship in the same fashion every Sunday morning, but going back to the story of Moses, so he takes him into Mount Sinai and then he, he opens up the, the, the heavens and he tells him the following in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 24. He said, build for me an altar made of earth and offer your sacrifices to me. Build my altar wherever I cause my name to be remembered. and I will come to you and bless you. The important things to remember here is build my altar wherever location, wherever I cause my name to be remembered. Not wherever you choose. No, 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 no. Wherever I cause my name to be remembered. If you do this, the hypothesis is, and I will come to you and bless you. If you build my altar, a.k.a. church, in the Old Testament, it was a a temple, but in the New Testament, it's a church. If you built it at a particular place where I will show you, then I will come to you and bless you. This is why it's important to understand a particular place, a particular place of worship started the genesis of it started from god it wasn't something that man just invented itself like these funny statements did god create did man create god or did god create man or or in the context of religion in the church did man create religion or what happened like no like clearly god is saying i will show you wherever i cause my name that's a location this is why it's important to understand This idea of a particular place to worship is from God. So, whenever we're saying we don't need the church or we don't need a particular place to worship, we are not challenging man, we're challenging God. Number two, the second reason why I said you cannot have a relationship with God God cares about where you worship. This is very close to number one. The idea of a place to worship God emerged from God himself. But number two is a little bit more refined in that. It's saying God cares about where you worship. The first one is he was the one who created the place. But number two is saying he cares where you worship. When King Solomon built the temple that was the first place so so in the in the in the time of moses it was it was a tabernacle think of like a tent that would move around as the israelites were moving around that's the history of the israelites they were moving around town to town and they would have this tent where the ark of the covenant was there and that's where everybody would worship and then when they went over to another town they would you know take the tent apart and they would move in in, in, and so on and so forth but then when they finally got into the 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 um Jerusalem and they had their own place and they weren't moving around anymore solomon built the first temple so now there was no need to move around so after solomon built this temple in second chronicles chapter 7 verse 16 it says the following for i have chosen this temple I have chosen this temple, not I have chosen temples, not I have chosen places, but this particular temple and, and set it apart to be holy. I, I have chosen, God is choosing the place. And he's saying, this particular temple that you have built, I have chosen it and I have set it apart to be holy. And then he goes on to say, a place where my name will be honored forever. I'll always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 16. Not only have I set it apart to be holy, but this is the place where my name will be honored forever. This particular place that I have t- chosen. Again, this is in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we understand that the place of worship is a church. And our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ has selected the church as a particular place of worship. And he has set that part to be holy. And that is the place where his name will be honored forever. Again, when we are saying, why do we need the church? Do I have to go to church? I don't need to go to church. We are questioning what Christ is telling us. So the review the first reason why we need the church for the relationship for, in order to have a healthy relationship with Jesus is because the idea of a place to worship God emerged from God himself. The second reason, God cares about where you worship. This is God telling Solomon, I've set this temple, I've chosen this temple and set it apart to be home. Number three, he died for the church. I always like to go around and ask a very simple question. Why did Jesus Christ come to this world? And most of the time, about 99% of the time, I get the same varying type of answers. Jesus Christ came to give us salvation, to die for us, to save us, to defeat original sin because he wanted to save Adam, to save the world, so on and so forth. I group this in in, uh, one category. Basically, Jesus came for the mission of giving us salvation. But I maintain that this is 50% of the answer. That's not the only reason why he came. And we all often talk about salvation being the only. That's not the only reason why he came. And I'm again bold enough to say that. Because if the only reason why our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ came to this world. Was to die for us and give us salvation. Well he would have died on a cross. He would have resurrected and said, mission accomplished. In fact, he did. When he was on the cross, the last word he said in the Gospel of John, as we read, is tafassamah. It is complete. It is finished. And right after he said that, he resurrected, he gave salvation. He came here to die. Therefore, he should have said, peace, I'm out. That's it. But that's not what happened. He stayed another 40 days with the disciples. What was he doing? If mission is accomplished, mission is accomplished. Why doesn't he just ascend directly into the kingdom of heaven? But we know from the book of Acts that he and, and, and the gospels in itself, he stayed another 40 days with the disciples. What was he doing? I'll tell you what he was doing. He was establishing a church. He was telling the disciples what to do, how to operate the church how to act because the church was important to him. So when we talk about our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, and this is this is why I keep saying it's important to Jesus that we have we go to the church and the church is definitely an active role in our relationship with Christ because that's where uh, we are able to worship Christ in the way that he wants to be worshipped. Not only that, we've got to recognize that the church was established by Jesus himself. So whenever we're dismissive of the church, we're dismissing the same thing that Christ has built. We can't have a healthy relationship with Jesus as we continue to dismiss The things that he's established. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says the following. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will will not conquer it. I will build my church. These are the words of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He has built the church. Saying that I don't need to go to church is telling Jesus that what he built is not important. We're just not in a position to do that. Number four, God wants you to have communal worship. That is to say, God wants us to worship together. I think... i i I started uh this podcast by talking about a lot of the complaints that come about you know establishment of the church and, and and this like organized religion and those people out there and this that and the third but god is very like serious about us being together he's very serious about that in fact When we read uh, the epistle of the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 26, it says, do not stop going to church meetings. Do not stop going to church meetings. Some people do stop, but help each other to be strong. You must do it all the more as you see the great day coming closer. So not only... like." So, so give you the context of this. Paul is talking about uh, the people who keep going to church meetings. At the time, there was a large persecution, and people are being killed left and right, and people are scared to go to church because literally they fear for their life. And then Paul says, "Hey, you've got like this is important. I understand you might lose your life, but this is important. This is salvation. This is very important that you continue to come, even though your life is in danger." Even though your life is in danger, most of the time, the reasons why we give to not going to the church has nothing to do with the fact that we're scared of our, like, we're scared to lose our life. That's not the reason why. We have other excuses. But Paul is saying, even if you're about to lose your life, that's not good of a reason. And in fact, help each other to be strong. Like, work together. Be one. Be a community. Because you cannot have a relationship with, with, with Christ without having a relationship with church. And part of that means having a relationship with each other. Once upon a time, there was a, a, a period where a lot of people stopped going church and being a part of the community and one saint by the name of saint basil speaking on this idea of being like alone and isolated and and and, and being on your own and trying to worship god on your own is quoted as saying if you live in isolation of entertainment hatred or fear how will you be able to wash the feet of your friend not to mention your enemy i think this speaks volume for his understanding of christianity when we read the Bible, and if we are sincere about reading the Bible, we understand that Christianity means to go and and feed the hungry, and and visit the sick, and 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 and, and help the poor. These are the essence, the heartbeat of Christianity. In essence, you are not able to perform these duties, responsibilities as a Christian if you're in isolation. God commands that we love our enemy. God commands that we love our enemy. So when we are talking about this establishment, the church, those folks are this and those folks are wrong. God still is telling us, hey, you need to love those folks. True story. Back in college... When I was, started going to uh, Bible study, there was th- this one kid, I, I I didn't know him that well, but he would always kind of like make fun of me every time I was about to go to, the, to Bible study. Would, oh, again, Bible study, and he would like make very inappropriate jokes about the church and, 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 and this, and I've never said anything to him. I barely know the kid, but he would always like make comments. And one day, like as I was like, we were all at home and we were watching TV and the the kid happened to be there because he knew some of my roommates. And he started talking to me. And I was like, you know, it's time to go to Bible study. And he goes, you know, he started making those comments again. And then he had a heart to heart with me. And he continued to tell me how he doesn't like church folks because they're judgmental. He doesn't like church folks because they're Judgmental, And he went on to say that his sister was gay and that people were making fun of her and he didn't like that. He didn't like that very much. And the fact that, you know, Christians are these like bigots and like these judgmental folks or whatnot, and therefore he just couldn't stand Christians. First of all, I sympathize with that, and we'll, we'll, we'll trust me. The, the minute I said gay, I know half of you guys stopped paying attention. We there is a chat there. We're going to talk about that in detail. This is not the part you have to wait for it. Um, and I sympathize with that, and I think it's wrong to make fun of anybody for anything that's wrong. But you've got to hear the irony in this. You've got to hear the irony in this. The statement Christians are judgmental is in itself judgmental. Think about that. The statement, Christians are judgmental, that statement is in itself judgmental because you're saying all Christians act in a in a particular way and that is the definition of bigotry it is the definition of being a judgmental person especially if you identify as a Christian you cannot worship Christ without loving those around you even though they're annoying and i get it us christian folks are annoying we could get, be very annoying and yes there's corruption and there's wrong but that's part of what being a christian is all about is loving all the people around you The cross is both vertical and horizontal. The vertical is symbolism of the relationship between us and God, that vertical relationship. But the horizontal is equally important, and that is the relationship that exists between your uh, fellow brothers and sisters. Without the horizontal being there, you just don't have a cross, ergo, you don't have Christianity. Number five, the church is where we get spiritual gifts. The church is where we get spiritual gifts. In the Gospel of John chapter 6, Christ is very adamant about talking about this idea of breaking bread. If you do not eat my flesh and blood, you will not have eternal life within you. Of course, he's talking about the sacred sacrifice of Holy Communion that is offered every Sunday when we go to church. And he's very serious about this. But this breaking of the bread idea can only happen when you come in together and you worship at a church. The book of Acts chapter 2 verses 44 through 47 talks about this. It says, "And all the believers met together in one place, Listen, all the believers met together in one place. Again, this particular place where everybody is getting together and shared everything they had. And it goes on to say they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's supper. This is the Holy Communion. They met together for the Lord's supper. So it's important. It's important to come together and worship to partake in this holy sacrament, Holy Communion that is offered only in church. So, to review, the idea of a place to worship God emerged from God Himself. This idea of where to worship, uh, a particular place of worship, came from God Himself. Number two, God cares about where you worship. Again, this is the idea of He chose that temple and set it apart to be holy. Number three, He died for the church. He died for the church. So it's important that we go to church and worship there. Number four, he cares that we worship together. It's impossible to love God that you do not see if you cannot love the people around you that you do see. And number five, the church is where we are able to partake in Holy Communion and other sacraments that are offered. Listen, I understand. It is hard. Going to liturgy is difficult. It's it's uh it's in a different language, it's long, it's hot. I get it, it is difficult. But what you can do is you can start going at least ten minutes. Every Sunday, those 10 minutes, give it all that you have. Your body might be aching. Your legs might be giving out. Your knees might be buckling. But this is part of the sacrifice that we're giving to God as we are worshiping. Remember, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, has died on the cross for us. This is the way that he showed us that he loved us. The question is, how will you respond to this love? How will you respond to this love? We are not in a position to tell God, this is how I will worship. But we've got to worship in a way that pleases Him. And as we saw, God is very particular of where to be worshipped and how to be worshipped. Our job is to submit and say, God, I love you so much. This, I will say thank you in the way that will please you. The way That will please you and if you go to liturgy in those 10 minutes and give it all you have and just like listen and 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 really be a part of it and your soul will be at peace your body is aching but your soul will be at peace and part of the challenge for this week is number one go get yourself that liturgy book kadassi book it's on amazon I can't stress how important it is. Forget about like how old you are, whatever, and what people might say about you. Get that book. I understand in a lot of places they have the, the monitors up on TV, whatever. No, get the book. Get the book, get the book. And 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 go there just for 10 minutes and listen to it and participate. Say it along. Say the words along. And then when you say that, you become more familiar with it. That's the first challenge of, of this book. The second challenge is get an accountability partner like it says in Hebrew. And, 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 and really hold yourselves accountable. When one person is tired, the other person could say, Hey, you need to go to church. Hey, you need to do this. And, 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 and remember that we are worshiping God at the time and we are witnessing the life of Christ as it is taking place. This is why it's important to go to church. This is why it's important. I understand it's difficult. I understand we may not like it. I understand there's a lot of things we don't understand about it. We could keep asking, but the church is definitely important for our relationship. With God I hope you've learned something I hope you will take the challenges seriously And and go to liturgy and really try to listen Not with your body But with your soul's ear Let your soul hear this voice And this worship And with that being said Hopefully uh, you'll come back For next week's episode of Jesus is Everywhere God bless, hope everybody has a pleasant day